So welcome everybody to this month's uh, monthly roundup. Um, this month we're talking uh, on one of the pitfalls of leadership um, in our series on um, money, power, and sex. So this month we're just focusing on the pitfall of power. Um, we've got a great li lineup. Uh, we've got Benny, who's uh, from Romania, working in Romania. We've got Elisa, who's from Norway, working in Greece. And Francis, who's from uh, Nigeria, working in Germany. It's great to have you guys. And uh, I'm going to kick off with you, Benny, to share some, some of your insights for this month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I really love to read the articles and to see, to study a little bit about power. And I'm coming from an ex-communist country where we had uh, power was used in a negative way. And, and we have a problem in our, our culture to relate to power. Mm -hmm. We don't do very well with power and we don't like so much power. But uh, looking at uh, Jesus' leadership style, he had power. He was uh, the son of God, but still he was serving the people. And this is what I, I really loved, looking at the, the way of, of Jesus leading the people. And this was uh, shepherd leadership. And I think shepherd leadership is so important, it's so different than, um, than, than using power, controlling people. In a shepherd leadership style, you um, give people place where they can grow, where they can develop. And, and this is amazing, amazing when you have people around and also us in YWAM, when we have uh, people that we are leading them just to make sure and to offer them the space where to grow. And even if they become bigger than us, that's fine. That's where God wants them to be. And, and this is very important. We don't have to be afraid that we will lose um, our leadership or our influence. God is, is helping us and is, it's putting us and he entrusted us with those people to invest in them. And as a leader, this is very important. And um, one thing that I, I read in, from Steve Mayers uh, he, on his article was, if you are not spending time developing others, you are missing part of your calling. We are called as leaders to spend time, to, um, to, to have time. You cannot invest in somebody if you don't spend time. So fellowship and building uh, trust and relationship with, with the people that we are leading, it's a very key, key point in, in, in um, this, this servant leadership, in the, the, the the shepherd leadership. Um, so I think it's it's really important, and I really enjoyed looking more on on this type of leadership because we need leadership. Leaders are very important. They are put there by God, uh, and and they are to lead people, and they are to to guide people, and uh, to protect their people. So I, I this is this was something that I looked on. Uh, how can we uh, offer? How can we make a space for them to grow? And even if they want to ask, to offer them a place where they can ask ourselves, where they can question um, and not to be afraid of that. Uh, we don't have to be afraid of, of receiving questions or remarks or anything, because in that place you offer vulner vulnerability where they can grow, where they can um, learn from you and 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 people they 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 want to learn from their leaders they they want to be uh, close to their leaders uh but if they receive space if they receive uh 
uh, an environment where they can grow, they will they will continue to to stay there. They will they will feel they are welcome. They will feel they are honored. And I think this is very important for us to to give that space to uh, to offer that uh, that environment for them to uh, that they can feel yes, I'm welcome in this group. I'm welcome in this in this on this platform, and th I see uh, a place where I can grow. Uh, many people are are running from from leaderships where they cannot grow. We see, and we have maybe a lot of experiences in or on, own or heard about experience where people, when when they are not served, they live so tired from there, and they don't live live motivated. They don't don't see that they have done something. But in, the opposite is when they can grow, and if they have place to grow they will grow and flourish and we will see many things happening in in that in this type of leadership so i was really encouraged by by leadership but in a, a servant leadership style mm -hmm. oh that's great benny that's some really good insight from this this month's resources um elise you had uh, some really good things that you found as well yes i um I really enjoyed all of the reading and listening to all of these several people. And uh, I think Edwin Phyllis, he started also off with saying that identity is very much connected with your leadership and having the identity of knowing that God have chosen me, chosen you, and having this that spirit of adoption and that God have adopted us. And Jesus, as our ultimate example, he understood the father heart of God. And Gary McKinley, he mentioned that when it comes to leadership, Jesus made it clear that Christian leaders are not meant to lord of the people they lead, but rather to be servant leaders. And Elisa Byberg, um, she also said that being a servant that has created trust where questions are being welcomed and where there's no hidden agenda and to be open and listen for feedback for the people and uh, having that servant leadership and not to be concerned about our positions or prestige, but um, to see the growth and development of the others and that other people will go first and to listen and serve. And that creates trust and that yes, leaders need to be foresighted, but positions be made together with others and uh, elaine leakey she was into some of the that same topic there and that if we're willing to work in teams uh we don't we realize that we we don't have the whole picture ever she said but together and in god we have the fuller understanding of the picture and so when you have that trust with the people that we lead um, people will believe that you act out of goodness, honesty, and excellence. And I, I actually really like that question that Alice or Lisa was uh, mentioning, that is the person you're leading and serving become more healthier, wiser, more free, more autonomous, and more likely for themselves to be serving. And as Steve Myers, he also said that uh, servant leaders need to be delegating and trusting and empowering people and give them the opportunity to grow. Uh, and the win is not just accomplishment, but having the, the person to be developed. Um, and the best leaders, they don't only delegate tasks, but they give authority 
when you delegate the task, you create followers. And when you delegate authority, you create leaders. I've seen a little bit um, my, um, my own leadership uh, position and uh, my, my, maybe my struggle or my problem maybe have been that um, I love hospitality. I love to serve others. Uh, but that can also be quite easily misunderstood that I am trying to control or when I'm just wanting to serve uh, everyone else, um, that can easily be misunderstood that I want to be in charge or my, I want to take over <laughs> where my intention have only been to serve. So that can be a little bit misunderstood. Mm. Yeah, and I, I I hear you with that. Um, when when you're trying to serve someone else, and they they perceive that that servant uh, serving as some way like putting their power, your power that you have on them, it can be really hard. Um, and I think one of the things that I learned, uh, Alice Byberg actually did say something about the power imbalance in her talk. Um, just when you when you are a leader. Uh, as we've mentioned before, you you have power, and I think it was also said on the on the on the drop discussion by Rob. Like you you have the power, you have power over people, um, and even if you don't necessarily see yourself as having power, um, other people will perceive you if you are in leadership over them as having that power. Um, and we need to be careful, or we need to be aware. I think more than careful, just aware of that power imbalance that does happen. Um, where people kind of, you come in kind of saying, okay, I want to serve, or I'm like, I, I've, I've had instances where I'm thinking, I'm just giving them some sort of coming alongside and giving them advice. And they've taken it as this is what you need to do because I'm the leader and you're not. Um, and, and so that sort of misperception um, is, we need to be aware of that and that power imbalance that happens in a leadership and some of that's under you um, sort of situation. Um, but, and not to be afraid of it, uh, not to be, but just to be, I kind of get, guess aware of it. I think it was said power is neutral. That I think Alice Bybeck by, by, by said it, it, it's neutral, but it's, we need to be aware of how we use it. Mm -hmm. And if we're not aware of how we're using it, then that can be a problem. Um, and so I know that sometimes when, when you, you're just giving hospitality or you're trying to serve, it can come across to someone else who maybe has problems in the past with leadership as controlling. And you just need to be aware of it, I think. And I think that it's the, it's the same in every situation as leaders. We need to be aware of what that power balance is in a relationship. Um, so I hope that's a little bit help, help for you, helpful for you, Lise. Um, that was really helpful for me when I realized as a leader, we, I need to just be aware of that power imbalance um, and not kind of be putty-putty with everybody um, and give, you know, sort of say things to people and do things for people because it could come across as very um, controlling, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, I, I think one of the things that I really liked that Elaine was talking about um, about is uh, when she was kind of talking about her, the ducks that had hatched and how people, um, uh, you know, people need to grow 
So we, 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 we need to be careful of not being helicopter parents or as they call it, snowplow parents, where they just clear the path for their children. Um, you know, she could have, she, she said like, we could have just opened the, 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 the eggs for the, for the ducklings and the ducklings would have then been very weak. But because they had to kind of um, get through the, through the, the eggs, they actually grew and their wings got stronger and they became stronger. And I think as, as leaders, we also need to be careful of clearing the path for everyone and making like serving them too much in a way. You know, we need to make sure that they are also learning through uh, doing and going through hard times sometimes, unfortunately, is the best way to learn. Um, and that analogy for me was something that really spoke to me this month, just about like as a leader, we need to sometimes let people go through the hard times, be alongside them, be with them, but, um, you know, not be, be servant leaders, but not clearing the path too much for them. Um, so I think that there's that balance in, in our leadership, like to be serving, but also not to serve too much. Um, Francis, um, you have some really good things as well to share with us this morning. Yeah, I think one of the things I just want to encourage is the aspect, I remember what Rob was talking about. He talked about mistakes. You know, as leaders, sometimes it's just like what you just said, you know, not being helicopter parents or plowing the place, but also being open that the people were leading that as leaders were open for them to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, we don't cover the mistakes. We allow them to take responsibility of those mistakes and be alongside with them as if to take those responsibilities. But at the same time, I think it's the whole aspect of growth also. You know, as a leader, it's not being afraid. A leader has power, whether you like it or not. I remember Rob said the whole aspect as a leader, you have to recognize you have power. For example, visas in Waiwa. You decide who gets it and who doesn't get it. Accommodation. You decide who stays in this accommodation and who doesn't. That is power in itself. But the thing is that that power is so powerful that you can become very controlling with it or be servanthood with it. Working in a very servant, uh, in a very serving people instead of controlling people. And I think the the challenging part with visa is, is very challenging because your signature decides who comes to the base and who leaves the base. Now that, that, is, that is a big responsibility that a leader carries, but being afraid of power allows control to take place. Jesus had power. A king is, has power. A prophet has power. And in in, in, in the apostolic, Wawam is a, is a mission, discipleship, and apostolic ministry. If we negate the place of power, we will always be working in the place of being weak leaders. Rather, is embracing the place of power and saying, how can I use this power to serve, to empower, to encourage, to open and, Lord then said, and allow people to be greater than us. And allow people, allow young people, not just to follow, but to be empowered. Not just to be empowered, but to be encouraged to take responsibility. And then that's where the follow-through comes, comes in. And I love what Edwin said. He said, he said um, it, when there is, it's not, it's, there is no logo, then there'll be no ego. It's not building towers, but building altars. 
And I think that's what leadership is all about. And for example, in Wyoming, people are not paid a salary. So that means as a leader, our responsibility actually is to respect the people. Our responsibility actually is to honor the people. And sometimes while leaders are very busy, I wonder, Jesus wasn't really busy. He had time. As a leader, you need to create time for the people we lead. We need to listen to them. And sometimes, Ephesians says, we should be quick to hear, slow to speak. And sometimes we should be very quick to hear, very slow to speak. Because we're so busy, we don't really have time. And, and, and when we don't have time for people, people will leave. The reason is because they're not empowered. They don't see, they, you don't take them serious. You don't, they don't see you take, uh, uh, be there for their own personal interest. So, but you want them to work for the base. I, I would say that the aspect of power is a leader is concerned. It's not about the development of the, the basis leading, but about the development of the people he's leading. Because a leader without a people is no leader. A leader with a people is a leader. So the concern is not the building. The building is important, but the people are more important than the ministry itself. Because the ministry to be successful needs the people. Mm. The people to develop needs a leader who understands his identity mm. and that identity and embraces that power, not for his personal interest, not for control, but for service. And of course, a leader who leads serving the people in return, the people will serve. Not just him, but they will, they will achieve their purpose. They will fulfill the, the, the ministry the ministry of the base and also be fulfilled. And there is no joy with someone being in a place. So I think power in itself is not bad. But how we use the power is what we do. Amen. Oh, that's great. You could preach it all day, brother. That's really great. <laughs> I think one of the things that also that stood out to me from Elaine's talk um, was when we when we work together, I think you mentioned as well, Elisa, like as a team coming together, and it's not just the leader that has the vision and then we go forward, but the leader, the, the vision is something that's birthed out together. Um, and she actually used the analogy of like a, a birth that's uh, like a long-awaited baby coming together and then a, a vision that's birthed out of out of bedrock, really, illegitimate. And I just love that analogy. I don't, I don't know if it goes all the way, but just the idea of the vision being something that, that comes from the whole team to working together. The leader might have it the first time, but then brings the, the people alongside them and they pray and they bring it all together. Um, and I think that was something that really stood out for me as well, just that having that vision together as a team. Um, because if a leader just goes visionary and, and goes forward and goes without the team, then the, the, that vision is never going to be um, a legitimate, longed after baby. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left on this. Does anyone else have anything that they would like to share more? I, think, I just want to say, so I think one of the things about power is that power is only safe in the hands of those that are willing to serve. Mm. The safety of power is, is, is safe in the hands of those that are willing to serve. 
And and one of the things is when you have an individual that is hungry for power, that's very dangerous. But when you have someone who's been given power and is willing to serve with that power, there will definitely be growth. And of course, he doesn't do it alone. As a leader, you can't work with because if you work alone, the weight is too much. That's why Jesus needed 12. I mean, we should learn from Jesus. He needed 12 to carry the responsibility. And as a leader, we just we just don't want to do everything alone. We want to share the burden. We want to empower people. Because I think that the, the, the secret of leadership is recognizing you will not be there forever. Mm-hmm. So it's important to think future, not now. That you are thinking when I move on, stepping down from that responsibility or moving on from where you are, who have you empowered or which peoples have you empowered to take that responsibility or what legacy have you left behind? Is there a legacy of service Mm. or a legacy of control? My hope is as a leader is a legacy of service because it transcends. It doesn't just transcend on that position. Even when every single staff moves out of Waron, that grace follows them wherever they go to. In business, in work environment, that grace, servant leadership, diversity, and um, is, is what is really working in the business world. Today. Mm. People don't want people to control them in the offices. And if we don't want that, and they're collecting salary, but they don't like a they don't like a leader who's controlling. But if they have been paid for their service, how much more do we within the ecclesiastic domain really need to pay attention? That people who are not paid for their service, but voluntarily being called into service, need to be honored in the process as a leader too. That's great. I love that. A legacy of service. It's, let's all hope that we can we can have that. Um, I think that's all we have time for this this time. Thank you guys. This has been great, and uh, yeah, see you everyone on the other side. Bye bye.